I also made the case for owning Bitcoin, the quintessence of scarcity premium. Scarcity premium. It's literally the only large tradable asset in the world that has a known fixed maximum supply by its design. The total quantity of Bitcoins cannot exceed 21 million. Bitcoin is the hardest money that has ever been invented. If you don't have my private key, you cannot spend my Bitcoin, period. And this is the power of Bitcoin. It's the first time we figured out how to create true property that you can take possession of with full custodial rights. Hey, 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 what's going on, everyone? And welcome to Solo Rip number 29 here on the weekends, where I love to give these smaller, concise rips about the world and the state of Bitcoin. Not only my world, but the actual world and so many other things in the hope that I give y'all ammunition to go into your conversations with or at the very least to be able to have you come back to me and let me know if I am just a complete dumbass or if I am on the ball or anywhere in between. I'm all up for conversation. I appreciate y'all. Welcome to Solo Rip number 29 once again. Please go ahead and check out the main chain episodes as well. These are what I consider the side chain episodes. Um, you know, people that follow the show already know that. But people that follow the show, we got to keep in mind the new listeners. Talking in Bits continues to grow. Talking in Bits continues to get new people every single week. And I want them to know that Talking in Bits, you know, if, if, if the solo rip is not their style, which I've been talking to a lot of you lately in person and solo rip is your style. Uh, but if it's not, I have some of the most... Uh, uh, the smartest and intellectual and most based Bitcoiners actually come on the show for the main chain episodes, which are more interview based. And there's a lot of signal in there, y'all. So don't skip out on those episodes. There's a lot to be learned. I'm always learning. That's the benefit of having those conversations for me is that I continue to learn with the, the guests that I have. I have a really good conversation happening later on about sovereign computing later on with, with Matt from Start9. Um, to look at, look out for that next week's in the main chain episodes. I got a few in the pipeline that are extremely big, so don't forget those. But here we are, solo rip, solo rip, and the world is on fire, or the Bitcoin world is on fire, or the crypto world is on fire. So many fires out here, so much buffoonery out here, so much nonsense out here. And there's really one solution to it all for us Bitcoiners. I'll get I'll get to that later on, but I want to get through I want to get through our, uh, our 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 you know delegators and voters section here uh, for the new people of the show delegators and voters. I was actually talking to Jersey about this in person, and for y'all that don't know, Dirty Jersey whore is. Um, the originator of this concept until we can come up with something that's more streamlined or I could get enough time to myself to think about this harder because <laughs> I've been so damn busy. Um, the idea is, is that, and I had this backwards. So I had delegators being the streamers, voters being the boosters, but I didn't make any damn, damn sense. And, and Dirty Jersey Horror checked me on that this weekend in a good way. And if I'm wrong again, Jersey, hit me up in the boost and let me know if I'm wrong. But this makes more sense. Delegators are the boosters. Voters are the streamers. So you vote with your sats. Um, you delegate to the show and help the show improve with your sats if you boost and let us know. So this is that section that I want to go through, the delegators and the voters section. That We're going to fix that going on now, Jersey. Thank you for that. Um, so ask for the delegators. Ask for those that continue to boost and continue to improve the show and help the show. Gene, I always see you, good sir. 
I appreciate those boosts. Those boosts are important. They help me know that you're listening, that you're fucking with it, and that you like where we're going in the direction that we're going here with these solo rips. So I always appreciate those boosts from Gene. Gene is making himself uh, noticeable. And I think anybody who's listening to the show, even if you haven't tried value for value, you should make yourself noticeable so that I can say what's up to you and that I can see what it is that you want to uh, talk about or what guests you may want on, etc. So I see you, Gene. Bubba. I got to meet Bubba in person. Um, go check out Bubba on Twitter. One of the better followers you can get. Has a history of podcasting, as I, I've, I've come to find out and learn. Bubba is just an amazing guy, man. Um, Bubba, welcome to the Delegators Club. I appreciate it. I know you've been listening to the show. I know you really uh, fuck with the solo rips and you like the solo rips. Um, welcome, man. I appreciate it. You're right. Jason Rick is based as fuck. He is an unsung hero. Uh, he is one that's leading the pact in so many different ways. It's a pleasure. One of the better uh, uh, people that I've been able to meet this year is Jason Rick. And I'm super humbled to have even the little bit of relationship that I have with him, hopefully a more improving one. Um, and then you also gave an idea here. Um, thanks for the solo rip love, by the way. I know you love these solo rips. We talked about that in person. I want to keep this heat coming for folks like you. And um, as we discussed uh, with Mr. Robot uh, on Saturday, last Saturday, um, I'm always going to be myself. This is something that the listeners of Talking in Bits can always ex expect. I don't know how to be anything else, y'all. I don't know how to be you know, have the mask on or play the Bitcoin or play. I'm just me. And I like so many different things. And Bitcoin happens to be at the the cusp of all those things or, or the connector tissue of all those things. So solo rips are always going to be the same. You can expect that from me and nothing less. Um, but uh, Bubba had an idea where the streamers are the inner circle and the boosters uh, are actually is the other way around. The streamers are outer circle. The boosters are inner circle. I like that idea as well. Um, even though it's very fiat, we're going to roll with the delegators and the voters um, because more people know that. And like I said a little while ago, that is until I actually sit down and have enough creativity time to actually uh, make it final on what I want to do. But good idea there, Bubba. I appreciate it. Keep the ideas coming. Keep the love coming and stay safe out there on the road. I know you're out there on the road. You're doing one of the hardest jobs that there is out there, and that's trucking. And I appreciate that from you. It was very awesome to meet you in person. Um, thanks for the solo rip up. Uh, rage. Rage as fuck. Of course I got your name right, man. I'm surprised many people are not getting your name right. Uh, but I appreciate you showing up. I appreciate you boosting. I appreciate that Talking in Bits is now ending up in your uh, you know, your circle of podcasts that you listen to. Uh, a funny story, or not really a funny story, but the reason I was able to read your name out is I have a really good friend of mine that for a long time has gone online as The Puff Man with a backwards E for the with a three for the backwards E. So uh, maybe that's why I knew, you know, how to say your name right away. I'm used to the Puff Man. We're for three. Shout out to the Puff Man, by the way. Shout out to you, Rage. I appreciate you sending those, uh, um, being being a, a delegator here and contributing to the show. Um, as for the voters, the people that just stream sats, Jersey, I don't know if I should even put you here, but you're streaming some sats, and I always appreciate that. The Wild Hustle, I see you. Appreciate the good sats. I appreciate the follow. Petri, Patar. And then that's as far as Fountain let me get. So if I missed you in this one, I'm going to do my best to try to follow up on that one. But Fountain was acting like a straight up bitch and wasn't allowing me to go and see who was streaming me sats before and who was able to, to you know, to continue, for uh, you know, basically showing love to the show as a voter. So if I missed you, I see you. I apologize. I appreciate the support. Um, maybe one day you're not a voter. Maybe you turn into a delegate. That, that'll be really cool to see but I appreciate y'all that I just named there and Fountain 
I know you guys are always working. I do appreciate what you guys do, uh, but sometimes the app is just unusable, and we, we need to we need to get better with that. Uh, but it's all good. All right, now into the topics here. The world is on fire. The world is on fire. And I'm going to go through a bunch of different ways that I've been seeing that the world is on fire. Never mind the price. The price is obviously on fire. Stack paradise. Stack paradise. If you're not stacking sats out here, then maybe you need to get more uh, uh, conviction or maybe you're too over leveraged. Uh, but this is the time that we win. This is the time where the, the the playing field has been leveled for us regular people and the millionaires are scared shitless. And this is where we win. Take your position up. Go in and get your position in. Do what it is you need to do to make sure that you don't miss this because we all know where this is going. There's not a doubt in my mind where this is going. So this is Stacker's Paradise, but things are going nuts. Before I get into the topics, last Saturday was the Kill It and Grill It uh, uh, from the Beef Initiative. Amazing day, amazing people. Got to uh, go through a processing plant tour and learn a bunch of stuff that I didn't know about the process of processing. <laughs> um, got to go on the ranch uh, tour, uh, Two Bar C Ranch, which is in Luling, which is about an hour from Austin. Beautiful place. The kids got to see the animals up close, the heifers up close, uh, and it was an amazing. And then we had a feast where they had a bunch of delicious meal, uh, a, a five-course meal. I forgot the technical name, but it's like a Brazilian something where you kind of just sit at a table and then the, the meat comes around and then you just pick at it as much as you want. Amazing event. Uh, shout out to Slim. Shout out to the Beef Initiative. Shout out to Cole. Shout out to Clyde. Shout out to everybody that was involved in making that happen because as I told many people, that's why I got to meet Bubba in public. That's why I talked to Jersey. I talked to Adam Curry. Y'all keep giving me shit about saying Curry. It's Curry. But I like curry. It gives a little bit more sauce on it. But <laughs> that's why I got to talk to Adam Curry more on that coming uh, about getting him on the main chain. But it was an amazing day with amazing people. A lot of love, a lot of family, a lot of friends. Shout out to Mr. Robot. Appreciate you, good sir. Um, and, and it was a good old time. And uh, I, I want more of those to happen because it reminds you that with community, with food, we can sit down and we can all get along and we can all relate in so many ways as opposed to just constantly fighting and fighting and fighting. All right. Now we're done with the goodness. Now the world is on fire. Before I get into what's happening to the uh, the exchanges and the big news, which is FTX, um, I, I, I got a whiff of this last night and I thought it was interesting because a while ago on Talking of Bits, I spoke about how buying through strike is a little bit of smoke and mirrors, meaning that they're saying that your percentage of buying Bitcoin is raced to the floor and it's the cheapest it is. But when you buy, you actually see a markup of what the actual price is. At the time, I was talking about something minimal. So like in easy numbers, I was talking about if you if you buy Bitcoin at 15K you, uh, and you go through the strike, you were getting that at like 15,100. Like the premium was built into the price. Right. But last night I started seeing a lot of people, in, uh, including Adam, uh, Denver, uh, Denver Bitcoin uh, and a few others that were basically saying, hold the hell up. I'm trying to buy Bitcoin at 16.5 and I'm getting quotes for 17.1. Um, and I saw that on Swan and I, I haven't really chased these down, so I don't know if they're true. But the fact that they're happening just lets me know there's a lot of smoke and mirrors going on there. And there's a lot of counterparty party risk with prime trust. And a lot of these services are depending on prime trust um, because, the, the, you know, these these companies, um, Swan is one. And I was asked about this, uh, but Swan is one where like they're basically just the rapper. They're the education. They're the company that sits on the top layer while the bottom layer is actually being funded by third party risk companies like prime trust. So the apps have been down lately that are connected to prime trust. Um, 
you know, uh, uh, th these weird like funding situations and these weird price differences and all that stuff. So a lot of funky stuff happening here where, where Prime Trust. And uh, I think that's something that you should keep an eye on and you should de-risk uh, yourself by not leveraging on those services. If the price goes down to a beautiful price that you want to get on, the worst thing that can happen is, is that you get it at an overinflated price or the app like Strike is broken and you can't do anything and then you miss out on that price. So try to decentralize the way you collect corn. Obviously, non-KYC is the best way to do that. Find your local Azteco person. Um, try to go to RoboSats and do those things um, so you can get yourself decentralized and have some. But don't just depend on these DCA services like Strike, etc. Et cetera, et cetera. So uh, moving on here, um, I have a timeline of events uh, for how FTX uh, collapsed. Shout out to Gandalf, BTC Gandalf for this. Um, but it all started 2nd of November, and I'm going to breeze through this. I'll leave the link in the article so you guys can get into deep in, into detail with this. But Coindesk reports that SBF owes crypto hedge fund biggest first, first and third biggest position of somewhere around $3 billion of unlocked FTT. A lot of this is mumbo jumbo to most of us because we don't care about this stock trading bullshit um, that they're saying here. But, you know, on the 6th of November, Binance CEO announced that the company will unwind their FTT position. Uh, the 6th of November, Alameda Research CEO attempts to clarify the company's financial position, claiming they have over $10 billion in assets not reflected in the league. Like, 6th November... Uh, Alameda Research CEO offers to purchase Binance entire FTT stash at 22, I'm assuming $22 a share or a billion. I I'm not sure there. 7th of November, Binance CEO confirms that they will not take that offer. And 7th of November, FTX CEO states that everything is fine, which is that was, you know, like the meme with the dog sitting in the fire, like, oh, it's fine. But in the background, shit is burning. 7th of November, FTX Twitter account tweets that the reason for the slow processing of BTC withdrawals is due to the node, the node being throughout uh, having a throughput limited. Nonsense, nonsense, nonsense. Smoke and mirrors. 8th of November, FTT drops below $22. Uh, and then the block reports uh, on the 8th of November as well that FTX has stopped processing withdrawals. And then you guys get it. I'm going to put it there. There was a statement afterwards there. And then your modern day Mount Gox happened, man, where it was like everybody that thought they were safe on the FTX platform literally got completely wrecked, completely wrecked, wrecked, wrecked. They are e-liquid. And then the, the, the sudden event uh, of events started happening. Um, you know, price started to plummet. People started to panic. Um, and, and it was just a disastrous situation. But... And once again, guys, I'm going to post this timeline here uh, for you guys to be able to follow along. But and with all that being said, Bitcoiners, at least self-custody Bitcoiners, were sleeping comfortably at night and buying the blood that was on the streets, buying it. And I don't think people really get this. I don't really think you can say this as many times as you need to say this, um, but you need to self-custody your Bitcoin. I'm getting some here with that. Need to self-custody your Bitcoin. That's why I'm going to finish the FTX because I'm sure y'all have a Twitter and I'm sure y'all saw the fire, the, the the pit fire that happened as soon as they became a liquid. And there's more to come. I think the BlockFi's of the world will be a liquid soon. Uh, Crypto.com, which I don't know what the hell they do besides sell crypto. I think they'll be a liquid, et cetera, et cetera. But I want to kind of move a little bit over to something that was kind of fishy in this situation, but leads to that same self-custody thing. And what it is, is basically the government basically stole or confiscated, depending on how you want to word that, Bitcoin 
from a hacker or what they thought was a hacker, but Fractal Encrypt, and I put this in the show notes, did a really good job of outlining how this guy was just terrible at using his addresses and basically got caught by the U.S. government for Silk Road stolen Bitcoin from him because he reused an address and they were able to tie it back to him. So now because that's an active case or is a case, the government now can somehow, quote unquote, confiscate the Bitcoin. I still think that they're stealing the Bitcoin, but they're confiscating the Bitcoin, as they say. So Satoshi Stacker here had this thread here that I also put in the show notes that basically stated the U.S. government now holds 210,000 Bitcoin. That's roughly $4 billion dollars. And it makes the U.S. one of the largest Bitcoin whales out there. Surprise! I think I've said this a gazillion times here as well. If you think the U.S. government is not stacking, whether honestly like we are or whether not honest like this and stealing it and confiscating it and saying that people are bad, blah, 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 you guys are crazy. They're not going to let Bitcoin slide by. And this goes back to what I was saying earlier in the episode. Get your Bitcoin on. Start stacking because it doesn't really matter what they have, but it does matter what you have. All right. And if you miss out on these parties, if you miss out on these blood on the street opportunities, then you only have yourself to blame when this thing goes where it needs to go and you have you don't have your share of the 21 million. 210,000 Bitcoin. That is crazy, but it's not unrealistic because of all the spooks because of all the confiscating, because of all that stuff. And always remember, back to custody, they can't take your Bitcoin unless you willingly give up your private keys. Let's keep moving on here, because that's the gist that I'm keeping here. All right. So don't be a cuck. All right. This is kind of the gist here. Don't allow someone else to possess your wealth, grab hold of your keys, take damn ownership. Avoid this nonsense. These liars are all charlatans. These exchange dudes are all charlatans. These, uh, um, all these companies that are not Bitcoin only, all these companies that don't allow you to hold your own keys, all these companies that don't educate you on how to hold your own keys and do this successfully are basically all charlatans that when the pressure busts the pipe, they will expose themselves to fuck you over. So don't be a cuck. Don't sit around. Take some damn ownership and watch what's happening because you don't want to be a victim to this. And there's so many Bitcoiners out here and some Bitcoin companies that are doing all they can to protect you from this. Look, look, I know that most people have trust issues with certain things in certain companies. It's very hard for a company to come up to you and say, hey, I want to teach you how to hold your own private keys. But you have to get over that or you have to figure out who you're going to trust because there is legit companies Unchained capital, right? I know what a show, Jose. It doesn't matter because it's the truth. Whether I'm shilling it to you or not, Unchained Capital, and I watch this day in and day out, wants to teach y'all how to actually do this correctly so that you can avoid these rug pulls. You can actually take some ownership and you can partake in this revolution that is happening in real time. If you don't partake in this revolution, what happens is, is your knees get whacked in real time and you get rug pulled you lose everything that you've been working hard to build because you trusted the traditional type bitcoin companies that function like traditional banks well guess what if you haven't learned to not trust the bank you've lost yourself how many times do you have to hear the stories of them stealing money taking money uh, um locking money away freezing money and doing all this stuff it happens all the fucking time so don't let this happen to you bitcoin is the first 
real monetary asset that you can actually have possession of, not an IOU, not borrowing it from them that you can actually use, right? Bitcoin custody changes everything about how you function and how you live your life. So if you don't want to take Bitcoin custody and this episode and all the things that I've highlighted briefly have not uh, struck a chord with you, then get wrecked with the rest. I have no sympathy because there's a lot of resources and a lot of help out here and a lot of things going on out here and a lot of ways that you can stop this from happening to you. Damn near you can walk into a Target now and get a damn cold, cold uh, a hardware device, a cold storage device. There's no excuses anymore. There's no excuses anymore. You, if you're in the boat of the people that don't understand what money is, get your education up. Because the resources are out there. Once you understand what money actually is, once you understand what transacting value actually is, this becomes a no-brainer for you. Most people don't understand the value for value transfer. Most people don't really get what money is. Only what they've been told. And I don't blame them for that because this whole system has been rigged to make us think that money is a certain thing, but money is not what they told you it is. Money is an exchange of value, and Bitcoin is the best way to store and exchange that value that has ever existed. So conversely, you need to custody that same Bitcoin with that of uh, of security of a thousand sons. I don't even know if that makes sense, but you need to get your own private keys. This is happening and it's going to continue to happen. Mount Cox happened. This year is happening. Like it will happen again. If you don't, there's no way around this. If you don't take ownership, you will get wrecked one way or the other. And Bitcoiners are giving the crying call, the screaming call to try to help y'all out with that. I'll leave y'all on a message from Uncle Marty before I sign off. And the message from Uncle Marty is pretty brief here. Stop voting. Shift all your focus to building parallel societies. Bitcoin, sovereign data storage, shaking a rancher's hand, growing a garden, and taking your kids out of public school. This is the way. I concur with that, Marty. I appreciate that, Marty. That wraps up Solo Rip number 29. You guys know where to find us. Fountain and Breeze are the easiest ways, but any podcasting 2.0 apps, Bitcoin TV, and if you're on the legacy outlets, what are you waiting for? Come and join the revolution of censorship-resistant speech. If you're on there, rate, share, and subscribe and show us some love. Until next week, I'll talk to y'all later. Peace.